Hey, True Disciples, it's your girl, Michaela, and I'm a co-host here with my handsome husband, Rico Smith. Hey, True Disciples, it's your boy, Rico. Thank you for tuning in with another episode. For you guys who are first uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome to the show. Well, we love to have you. Uh, here, me and my wife are on a mission to turn people back to a relationship with God and away from legalism. Here, we discuss kingdom marriage, health relationships, and what it means to be a true disciple. That stay tuned, stay blessed, and most importantly, stay connected to the ultimate power source, which is Jesus. All right, we about to start, y'all. What's up, True Disciple fam? It's your boy, Rico. And your girl, Michaela. How y'all doing today? Hey, y'all. Hey. Yeah. Well, I'll just give an update on our life. Uh, well, we moved recently. Um, Yay! Now we're, in a, <laughs> now we're in, like, a better space now and just, you know, really just trying to concentrate on what guys want to do with us. Yeah. Uh, I know everybody going through a week. Uh, I know it's been a week for me. Mm-hmm. This week, week has actually yeah. went by pretty fast, though. I feel like it went it, by pretty it really fast. Did, and I feel like this this month is actually going by pretty fast. Yeah, like, it we is. We're almost to the summer. Yeah. <laughs> man, we, y'all. We're almost to the summer at this point. And I'm like, dang, I was just sitting there. I'm like, man, it's already May. Like, I'm cruising on by, y'all. I'm just cruising. It's We already in May. Like, yeah. We got what, about like, what, seven more My weeks? brother about to be 18 on Tuesday, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. 18. Yeah, 18, 18, uh, now he's, he's the second one in Kayla house that's about to leave, and, you know, she got I two I was the first, siblings. ha-ha. She got two other siblings. All, all my brothers and sisters, we all grown now. We everybody moved out. <laughs> everybody, everybody grown now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, uh, I just wanted to talk to you guys today. Um, we didn't really, um, this is a different, this is a different episode. Uh, we didn't really have the, a lesson so yeah, we say, just coming on here talking, y'all. Yeah, we talking so about say, our yeah. own personal, like yeah, you know, experiences of what we've been going through exactly. for the two week life, or I said two week lifespan, <laughs> the two week span yeah. that we ain't yeah, been here. Exactly. So it's um, so we we just like just giving an update what's going on. Yeah. Lives, pretty much. Like uh, recently, we just got some flyers for the episode. I mean, I said for the episode for the podcast, so that's gonna be good. We get to, you know, pass them out. Y'all was so proud of Rico yesterday. He was all up in the, um, because we went to the little flower spot. He was evangelizing in there. He was talking to the people and passing out the little flyers. And I thought that was just so cute. Because, um, you know, that it gets out of your comfort zone a little bit. Like, you know, when you start talking about Jesus Mm -hmm. to other people, especially when you don't know them, because you don't know they you know, their past experiences with people who are what we like to talk and quote on church folk. Mm-hmm. Church folk. Yeah, so it yeah it was out of my comfort zone. So because I was in there, I was like, man, God just gave me a nudge. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and it, just, it felt good because it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess the mask kind of helped too because like no one knows who I am, <laughs> so they like don't even know who I am. So yeah, it's like all right, now I got to cover up. So I mean, not saying I'm hiding, but just like. I got I get a little stage fright talking to people, so the mask makes it more comfortable because they don't know who I am. Yeah, they just see a hat, glasses, and a mask, and that's it. They don't see, but I'm the opposite, y'all, because I like to, you know, you I kind of feed off people's facial expressions and right. stuff. I like to see if I'm getting a smile or if I'm getting a frown or if I'm getting like that blank face. Like, girl, you better leave me alone. I'm having a bad I, day. I, I don't even care. Like, if you don't want none, all you got. I mean, what's the worst thing someone can say? Like, I'm not interested. I'm like, okay. I mean, you ain't right. My feelings, right? You know what I'm saying. It's just you know, cause somebody is somebody that they know probably will probably want to hear this. Yeah. You know, I just feel like everybody should just get at least a chance to just you know hear 
uh, you know, you know, us just really just talk about the real relationship with Jesus, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of things that videos out there, people go to church and stuff. I'm not saying that we're calling out all these people better than these people, but it's just like, you know, we just really showing because we all been there, you know, with the churches and stuff like that and watching all those videos. So I definitely want to, you know, help people out there, you know, pretty much. And just and just let them know like hey this is the real relationship this is what it looks like instead of just like all the legalisms behind different yeah stuff and, yeah and i think that's know. what turns people away from jesus yeah, exactly so even me it did for like many years i was like um you one way on sunday but you ain't like this fully and not saying that we gonna be perfect or anything you know what exactly. i'm saying but when you are following jesus it is a whole nother different lifestyle compared to what you were originally living you know exactly yeah so exactly. i feel that vibe so but I'm y'all gonna... i'm oh but go ahead i'm sorry no, 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 you good. I, t- I was talking to rico while i was in the bathroom we was getting all this ready um and as you guys know we're in a different setting because before we were recording in our car so now we're recording here with the desk and everything so we're really grateful about that mm-hmm. um but i was talking to rico as we were getting ready to set up everything and i told him this segment i'm gonna call it my bougie bible bonnet talks and the reason why is because i have my bonnet on and it feels amazing <laughs> i just wanted yeah, to go yeah. ahead and shout shout out my bonnet that my sister got me <laughs> shout, out, shout out the bonnet, shout out the bonnet man she wanted to shout out the bonnet that her sister gave her it's comfortable yeah i had i had got a do-rag too so from the same website so you guys so funny story Rico put the put his um do rag on right, and I told him it was gold. He said he looked at me. He said, "Baby, this ain't gold. This champagne." I said, "Okay, champagne yeah, color do rag." Cause I mean that's what <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's what that's what they told me. Mhm. Man, but I want to share something with y'all guys today. So I woke up this morning. So I, I uh, in the Bible app, I ha- I do a devotional. I do devotions from time to time, and there's a devotional that that was on here. It's called Truth of Dark Days, and um. It just pretty much explains like the days where you know you've been down and just been in that darkness and you feel like you can't find God in the midst of that. Yeah. And uh, one of the devotionals today um, came out of Isaiah forty nine, and it was Isaiah forty nine fifteen through sixteen, and uh, they were just explaining uh, how in Psalms David uh, cried that was crying out to God and just and he felt forsaken in that moment. And it just made me realize because of what stuff that's been going on, I feel like we just needed a direction. You know what I'm saying, Kay? Just needed a direction. And we, at the time, didn't feel like, man, like, God just got us here, but it's like, what's next? You know, yeah. in the situation. So, uh, I'm going to read Isaiah 49, 15 through 16. So, this comes from the NIV version. Uh, so, it says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on a child she has born? Those she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hand. Your walls are ever, your walls are ever before me. So this is just God just giving us explanation of like you know, he's he's never gonna forsake us and like you know even even your mother your your parents is over you. Not saying they're bad people, but there's gonna be a day where they're gonna you know not remember you if it's a condition they have or forget a birthday or forget something that you had to do today or you know and it, and it kind of hurts your heart sometimes it's like hey mom or dad like you know i had to do this and you know and, but god was like he's never gonna leave you you know what i'm saying he's gonna always be there for you 
And it's just like, that's just a good reminder of us sometimes, like, when we feel, when we in a space where we don't know where the next level is going, the next direction, God just give us, like, these little nudges and snapshots of everything, especially, like, through everything. You just pay attention to everything, just like, just like you just laying in your bed right now, listening to the listening to this, or you at work right now, or you just going through a tough time, and you just think about like, man, God, this is over for me. I don't know what to do. Um, and just 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 turn to this verse right here, Isaiah forty nine fifteen through sixteen. Just read it. If you got to read it over and over again, and it just like pretty much you put you in back in the space where, you know, He doesn't forget you at all. He engraved you on His song. His palms, I said Psalms. He engraved <laughs> you on his palms, and what that means, it's like he pretty much like tattooed your name on his hands. Like he's not gonna, you're not gonna forget a tattoo on you. Your tattoo is permanent. Right. You can't get it off. Yes, you can do laser removal, but it's gonna always be there. Kinda you can't do no laser removal with God, yeah, man. Yeah, no laser removal with that. <laughs> and it's like, you know, he's engraved you on him. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like set in stone. Like the Ten Commandments, they set in stone. Moses broke them, but they still set in stone. You know, they was already engraved. And, um, uh, and he's never going to forget you. You know, he on his hands. So when he's working, he always remember you because you're on his hands. When he's working, because you know you work with your hands. When you're working and he's working in your life, he's going to always remember you because he see your name all the time. And that's beautiful, you guys, because y'all got to think, like, whoever you, like, you know, True Disciple family, y'all out here listening, exactly. we're talking, so this applying to us just as much as anybody else. And just when you look around and when you go to Walmart, when you go to my store, Target, y'all know I love Target pick up Target. shout out to y'all yeah but um using that. yeah but when you start looking at all those people around or like the people that work at your job or just the many people that you come in count in contact with whether they're strangers families friends or whatever those are god's children too so isn't it beautiful that you know he he engraves all of our names on his palms like that's a that's very intimate mm -hmm. and beautiful and i think that's like how it talks about the mother and stuff because um you know, the Bible uses a lot of references about the mother. You know, we carry, like, I carried my son. Like, when I first found out I was pregnant with her, I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, mothers, they sacrifice a lot for their body and stuff, for this new baby to be able to, um, you know, be able to be nourished in our womb and us to be able to birth this baby. And when they come out alive, you know, we're, we're you know, we're mama bears. We're protective of them, mm -hmm. you know. So it's a beautiful thing to see. That God is like, hey, even if your mom does forget you, I'm still going to be there. And it's also a reference because, I mean, who can forget their child? You're always going to remember your child as a mother, you know. But I just love, like, the um, – I love how um, the analogy that's used in um, verses 15 through 16. I just think that's heck of beautiful. Exactly. And uh, are you looking at it right now? Yes, yeah, not – bro, yeah. I, yeah, I had to highlight it. I know I yeah, paused yeah, for a cool yeah, little minute, yeah, but I had yeah, to look at it. Is. You know, in that in that in that in that space, because you know, I I I have had to question a lot of things. Like, man, God, like, you know, where you was at, and where are you right now? But I just, but it's like deep down, we already know, like, He got us. You know, sometimes we just, I man. guess, we become nonchalant about it and don't feel like He's working, but He is working, like. Um, cause sometimes he, sometimes he just want us to come to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, I already directed your whole life in yeah. front of you. I already promised you this. So what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? To go against it, you know, to, 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 uh, further my plan yeah, that I have for, you. have for you. Right. Cause honestly, I remember I heard this guy, uh, I was watching TikTok. I know y'all watch TikTok too. And this guy was talking about sometimes 
we get in our own way, our own path, what God got for us. Sometimes we get in the way. We add more problems because God already know the trials you will face. Sometimes we add more trials to what that is and we keep ourselves. It's like what the Israelites did. They traveled, they had manna and bread, you know, manna and, and getting fed for, it was supposed to last for like, what, 11 days, something like that? And they traveled a whole, they traveled in a circle for 40 years. You know, it took them 40 years to reach the land. You know, and God stayed with those people from time to time to time. Even when Jeroboam and, uh, what's his, uh, what's, uh, and Jer they had Jeroboam over there. Was it Abel? Abel? Not Abel. Uh, uh what's the guy's name? Who? Uh, what's the guy's name? What guy? Uh, the king. The king of Israel. Ahab? Uh, Ahab. Yeah. I said Abel. Abel. Yeah, Ahab. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Abel wasn't hard. Yeah. Right, it, was, it was somewhere to Ahab. Yeah. Know, Ahab and these, you know, you got these kings, and it's like, you know, they killing them, and you know, forcing them to praise different gods, but God always still faithful, was always faithful to him. And he just like, that's how he treats us. Like, you know, he, he doesn't give up on you. He doesn't at all. Like, you know, and even though you don't want to follow him at that moment, he know like, it's going to be a time if you really like for him that, you know, you know, you're going to come back to him. You know, everybody falls off at one point in time. You know what I'm saying? It's funny, you guys, because uh, me and Rico was in the car. Funny, funny situation. And he he was a little harsh on me, but it was what I needed to hear. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we were talking or whatever, and I was just, like, in my feelings. And, you know, like, when we allow our emotions to dictate, like, how we move and, like, how we feel, then that's the issue because it's counter to what God wants us to be feeling. You know what I'm saying? That's why... The Bible tells us that our heart is one of the most deceitful things. Like, we can't lean on our own understanding. We got to trust and acknowledge God in all ways, you know, because um, when his Holy Spirit is leading us, it's stable. It's not, uh, it doesn't fluctuate, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was in my feelings, you know, about everything that has been happening and everything. And Rico was like, baby, like, we can't be focused on that. Like, that's a distraction. And it was crazy because Rico had actually went on a man's retreat. And when he went on that man's retreat, he met one of the people that we um, actually were connected with um, in Tennessee at Clarksville Vineyard. And they were, he was like, um, the dude came to Rico personally, and he basically prophesied to him. He was like, God told me to tell you, um, tell you and your wife that th right now it's a season of growth for you guys. But you guys have too much noise around you, you know? And it was crazy because that weekend Rico had left, it was like God had showed us different things, even though we, he showed us like the same thing, but it was in different corners. So when we came together and we were able to tell each other the revelation that God had given us, it all was in alignment to what God has shown us individually. So we were like, wow. So I want to say like two, three weeks after Rico had came back from that man's retreat, stuff just started happening, like out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And my carnal mind could have looked at it and been like, dang, like, you know what I'm saying, God? Like, what's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why is all this stuff happening? Why is it transpiring the way it is? You know what I'm saying? But I had to look at it on a spiritual level, too. You know what I'm saying? And I had to really just really um, lean in on what God was saying and how God viewed me despite of what everybody else was trying to say. And, you know, because people can be amplifiers if you allow them to be. But God wants, to, like, he wants his voice to be the loudest in the room. You know what I'm saying? 
So it was just a beautiful thing to really just see this transition. But long story short, we was in the car and I was just going on my feelings and stuff. And I was just rambling. And Rico was like, basically Rico was like, I don't want to hear that. This is what God told us. And he reminded me. And at first I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Why are you telling me this? Like, I feel, I can feel the way I feel and all this other stuff. But the reality that Rico gave me and the reality that God gave me, it really set in. And what that reality was, bump everything else that's going on around you. Bump your emotions, bump all this. Focus on the good and the fruitfulness out of the situation. And the fruitfulness out of this is that there is growth in this season that's going to happen. You know, so it's just a beautiful thing to really just cling in on that. Because this verse, if you see above, like the verse 14, it says, Bazayan said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. And a lot of the times when stuff around us is going on, our emotions can creep up on us and be like, hold on, the Lord's not here. The Lord's not with me. He's left me. You know what I'm saying? This person even said this, or this person has even said that. But God is like, no, look at my character. Look at my mercy. Look at my grace. And me and Rico was talking about this the other day. It seems like we live in a day and age with believers and stuff who think that God's grace and mercy only extends as far as them. And that ain't cool because just because I mess up on this area doesn't mean that God's grace and his favor and his mercy has left me. Because people need to understand where God was and where he met them at a time where, you know, they didn't deserve it or they didn't acknowledge it. And really, that's all of us. But it was just a beautiful thing to really just see all that really reel in together and really just see this verse because even when I was crying, even when I felt times of depression or stuff, or even when as a kid I wanted to commit suicide, like God has never left me. People may have, but God has never left me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a beautiful thing to really see that verse and really just see how God really, the analogy that's used in these scriptures to really compare it to a mother because when we look at our, when I look at my son, I'm like, man, I love him, you know, but the way I love him is not more than how God loves him who created him and knitted him in my womb, you know what I'm saying, and formed him into what God wanted him to be. So it's really just a beautiful thing. And I guess, like, it's just one of those things where you just say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a space, um, just to reiterate, you know, pack, you know, piggyback. I said patty back, but piggyback. Piggyback. Yeah, piggyback. <laughs> you know, piggyback on what you said um, is, you know, I feel like the issue we got, especially like you know, with us, you know, all of us that follow Christ, we do too much trying to. Um, it's been like this has been like a theme, like just um, everybody trying to fight for titles. Um, when I remember I was at the Manchester Tree, we had a guy uh, come out, and uh, his name is Mr. Wade. Uh, Mr. Wade, great guy, and he was talking about how, you know, a little short story. So all his life growing up, you know, he had a father that didn't really was in there emotionally for him because his father above his grandpa, you know, his dad's father was very mean towards his father. So he his father didn't know how to love in a way that he needed him to love. It was more, he lived his whole life, Mr. Wade lived his whole life trying to prove to his dad that he was worthy of him. And he took to, to the point where, you know, his dad was in the military, so he joined the military. He did all this stuff, you know, went up the ranks. Uh, then, and, and uh, he said it just really hit him when he got older. It was like, you know, hit to the point of like, man, why am I proving something to a human and I don't have to prove nothing to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I can come to him who I am, you know? And it hit him It hit him to the point where, like, I don't need to be doing it. So he, uh, 
he end up like changing his mindset and it really hit him too when he was deploying and his daughter came to me he told his daughter and his daughter just said she don't like him right now and he touched him because he couldn't be there for his daughter you know what i'm saying and she just knew that he was always leaving all the time so he said man it really just changed him like he got out you know and got into the you know the reserves so now he do a part-time and he, he just did he had to just like do he just his main story just like he had to just do all these things just to prove to someone that he was worthy of them to be loved on and he didn't have to prove nothing to jesus to do that just but just to come to him you know as he is and i feel like we all been in a space oh i'm sorry y'all we all i told you to put your <laughs> phone on silent you don't listen hey it's church updates that was that was jody oh um, <laughs> and still um, you hear me still. Exactly. So um, we just—I feel like we all—we all been there to where we have—we just proving stuff to our parents, proving stuff to our, uh, our leaders that's over them. And like, man, you get to the point, bro. You—you—you you, you keep proving stuff to people. It's tiring because you can never please a person. Man. You know. What we was just talking about yeah, this yeah, in the yeah, car yeah. yesterday. You, you can never please nobody, and 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 this in a way of like, it's the same way with like you know Jesus like. Well, I'm proving you, and I'm gonna have to prove that I don't have to prove Jesus how much Christian I am because what Paul talks about, you already justified in Him. Yeah, not by your works. Your works, they the Bible talks about your works are like filthy rags. No more, you you can't just go out and like, all right, I'm about to go feed the hundred homeless people, and God is gonna love me anymore. No, He's not gonna love you anymore or less. He's not He's not gonna love you less or anymore. He loves everybody just the same. Yeah, He looks at everybody just the same. Mm-hmm. He doesn't love me. Or someone who's not in the church, he loves us all the same. I can't be the one going to all these schools, being higher and this and that, and being a theologian, all this stuff. And he's gonna love me. He's gonna look at me more aggressively and look at me. He said, "I love you more than them." No, he loves us all the same. Uh, I told, I mean, Caleb, me and Caleb talk about this, and it really just like hit us hard. It was like, I was like, we were talking about Moses and like how. Moses had a job to do to go speak to Ramesses to let the Israelites go. And um, if you think about it, y'all, you know, as this time, you know, as this time is going by, Moses went to, how many times he went to Ramesses? Like nine times, nine plagues. And that final plague was the the, uh, the kill, the first, the first child that was born. You know what I'm saying? And Ramesses finally let him go because he killed his son. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, but if you when you look at it, God didn't never kill Ramesses. He didn't kill him. He didn't say, you're going to die right now, and I'm going to force my people to go. You know what I'm saying? He gave even the Egyptians a chance to, 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 to bear with his grace. You know what I'm saying? He gave, he gave the Egyptians a chance to live. And we don't know. Some of the Egyptians probably like listen to us, like, man, we about man, these plagues are too oh, I'm about to put blood on my my door so death don't come to my you know what I'm saying? He gave them the chance to 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 be that's his children. He made them. Think about it when Cain killed his brother. God didn't kill Cain. He didn't kill him. He marked him, but he didn't kill him. And Cain was so in distress. You gotta think about it. You you just killed your brother. You just killed someone you love. And now God you think God's gonna just destroy you? He's and he told guys like, man, you know what I'm saying? Those people is gonna treat you know. He said he said he and he. This came out of his guy's mouth. He said nobody should hurt Cain. If they were, they would suffer more. Yep, seventy seven. Seventy seven times more. Yep. You know what I'm saying? 
So, and he, he punished Cain. He yeah. punished him mm-hmm. from the land. You and know he blessed saying? his dad he with bl- another son, he too. He blessed his father with another child mm-hmm. in the place of Abel. Right. And, and you know, Adam and Eve had another child. Mm-hmm. So, another son. And uh, and you can find all this. This is all in, you know, was in Genesis. Yeah, so I believe it is. So, it's, it's, it's crazy that God still have mercy and grace throughout that. Because over time, we, we see all these people... Especially a lot of leaders, and it frustrates me because, like, we preaching, but we're not preaching enough about grace. God's giving grace, you know what I'm saying? To everybody, you, to not everybody. just the grace being extended like, to and, ourselves, and but also the grace being extended to other people as well. Exactly. And, like, and just, yeah, I can go down a list of what God has so much grace. Think about the Pharisees. God didn't strike the Pharisees right then and there. Jesus didn't touch them, and they all died. He had the power to do that. But when he was on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. They didn't know what they was doing. They was confused, and he knows Satan was in their mind. So he gave them, he, 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 he begged, interceded for God to keep his punishment away from them. Did God destroy, destroy Rome when it was right there? No, he didn't strike Pilate. He didn't strike Caesar right away. You know what I'm saying? It, he gave them all a chance to come to him. You know what I'm saying? He gave them all a chance. God didn't just kick, God didn't then uh then uh then kill um 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 bro um, if you say um one more time I keep saying um <laughs> you know God didn't kill these people man and he just giving everybody a chance it, it's a grace it's a grace period everybody's giving grace no matter where you came from Paul got grace he was killing Christians think about it, you got today that's like today's how someone was a murderer Killing everybody. And y'all remember Paul. Like, Paul was coming with them hands. After he had an encounter with Jesus, that's all he needed. He didn't have to convince nobody. nobody. He didn't even have to convince himself. Paul Paul was going. He was like, what's up? Y'all know Jesus? You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because me and Rico were talking about 2 Corinthians 10, you guys. In 2 Corinthians 10, Paul had to defend his ministry because they was talking that mess about that man ministry. Paul was like, hold on, wait a minute. When I'm talking, it's not just talk, but it's power as well that comes from the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Because when when Paul had presented um, Jesus to the Corinthian church, it was because he it was pureness. It was it was out of obedience to Jesus. Now, the leaders that he when he had left, there was leaders that was coming over there. They were trying to make themselves be above the church, above the people. But Paul was like, hold on, wait a minute. There's a difference. When I came to you, I came to you as a servant. These people are trying to be leaders. There's something wrong. And that's when Paul was talking about the false apostles. But anywho, y'all, I'm finna, I'm, I just feel it on my heart to go ahead and read this to y'all. Okay. It's the second Corinthians, babe. It's second Corinthians chapter 10. I'm just going to read the whole thing. It's one through, um, one through 18. And it says, Paul's defense of his ministry by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. I, Paul, who am timid, in parentheses, when face to face with you, but bold towards you went away. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be toward some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. Mm -hmm. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. 
you are judging by appearances. If anyone is confident that they belong to Christ, they should consider again that we belong to Christ just as much as they do. So even if I boast somewhat freely about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than tearing you down, I will not be ashamed of it. I do not want to seem to be trying to frighten you with my letters. For some say his letters are weighty and forceful, but in person he is unimpressive and his speaking amounts to nothing. Some people should realize that we are in our letters, we that we are in our letters when we are absent. We will be in our our actions when we are present. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the spirit of service God himself has assigned to us, a spirit that also includes you. We are not going too far in our boasting, as would be the case if we had not come to you. For we did not get as far as you with the gospel of Christ, Neither do, we, neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. Our faith is that as your faith continues to grow, our spirit of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. For we do not want to boast about work already done in someone else's territory, but let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. For, is it, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. Man, that's crazy. You know, going through this, something stuck out to me, and um, it was in it was in it was in verse ten. It says, "For some say his letters are weightly and forceful, but in person he is unimpressive, and his speaking amounts to nothing." If that doesn't speak volumes right now, y'all, y'all, y'all let that stuff go right over your head. He said, "It says his he's unimpressive in person." Paul said, I walk that walk and, and I talk that talk. Right. So they were saying that he didn't have the theologian voice or power, you know what I'm saying? He was not impressive what he's doing. To the standards but of it the world. Matter because even, even Moses had a stuttering problem and God didn't even care he did. He said, Let me speak to you. You know what I'm saying? This is just, I'm, some, I'm speaking to somebody right now. And it's that. If you ever feel in a space where you you felt like you weren't enough, you you didn't amount, you wasn't ready, you didn't have the credibility to be, you know, be in Christ, it's a lie. Whoever told you that, and it's a lie, and it's a lie, it's a lie because you are. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how you talk. It doesn't matter what you look like. God can still use you. He used this man. You know what I'm saying? He used he used he can use anybody. He even used a donkey to talk and re- and deliver a message. You know what I'm saying? If I was next to the dude, the donkey talk, I was like, man, what the heck? Donkey talking to me for? That man talking, man. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> but it just shows that, and, and in this letter in the beginning, he talks about how, you know, we shouldn't be, as as Christians, we should, we're fighting, what, what? It's like, why are we defending a ministry and we all supposed to be part of the same cloak? Why are we doing that? The same who? Same cloak. Cloth. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the same cloth. And and like we're all we're all with with Jesus. So why are we have to why why had to defend myself against somebody who's supposed to be my brother? Supposed to be my brother yeah. in Christ. Why are we defending you? Why why do I have to explain to you what I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? If you but because the spirit only Holy Spirit speaks one language. It does. It doesn't. It, it comes out a different mouth, but it speaks one language. It's all relatable. You know that's how you that's how you know that's God's voice. 
because the Holy Spirit, bro, it speaks one language. It doesn't come and it doesn't come differently like that. And 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 whoever's listening, I know this has been a blessing to me because in this letter, Paul is just really just describing like, hey man, I don't care. You don't think what I'm doing? Hey, I'm boasting in the spirit. I'm doing this. I shouldn't be ashamed of boasting about what God's doing for me or what he's doing with me. He's giving me the authority to do this. Like, why? I'm, I don't need to do this. You know what I'm saying? But there's a difference, you guys. Yeah. He made us boast. He made his boast in God's glory, right? Exactly. He made his boast in, um, you know, the, the charge that Jesus gave him. Com- compared to the people of this world, they'll make their boast. Oh. Y'all got to think about, like, in the book of Acts with the exorcists and stuff, they were trying to cast out demons and stuff in the name of Jesus. But, see, they didn't know who he was. They just said, they said in the name of Jesus, the one who Paul talks about, because they seen Paul had a relationship with Jesus. Paul was empowered by the Holy Spirit in order to go ahead and heal people and deliver them from demons and stuff, you know? So these people, they had heard, they had seen it on the surface, and they were like, oh, okay. Let me let us go do it. And Jesus was like, no, nah, y'all finna put some respect on my name because y'all don't know me. So I don't know y'all. You know what I'm saying? So when they started trying to cast out these demons and stuff in the name of Jesus, the one that they said that Paul preached about and stuff, Jesus was like, who are they? Exactly. The demons asked him, we know the demons said, we know Paul, but who are you? And it gave them authority to beat that man. And run that man up out his clothes. They said, give me this. They was beating that man. But it all around, everybody heard about it. And they everybody was like, man, like, we got to put some respect on Jesus' name. And that's basically, like, that's kind of like in alignment with what Rico was talking about. With having that relationship. Paul had a relationship with Jesus. So it gave him authority by the Holy Spirit to be able to go out and cast out demons and heal. And, and, and um, you know really just rescue people from darkness and stuff and just show them who Jesus was through relationship and preaching the gospel versus these exorcists, right, who didn't truly know who Jesus was. And um, it's funny because Rico was talking about this earlier. He was talking about and when Jesus had told the disciples, can't nobody come to me unless the Father enables them to. Mm-hmm. So if the Father hasn't enabled you to come come into a come into a relationship with Jesus and a fullness of knowing him then you won't be able to and that's what we see with the exorcist exactly so it, it's it's just pretty much like having that authority authority through Christ it's not authority through Rico it's not authority through Michaela whatever your name is out there it's having authority through Jesus and that's and this is how you are able to you know you know, as we look at, as we look at, you know, first, you know, Second Corinthians, you know, Paul talks about we don't use weapons from the world. We don't use the weapons from the world. We don't use knives and daggers and guns. We don't use that. We use weapons from, you know, from God that are spiritual. We use the Bible because it breaks, it, it demolishes strong. He said demolish strongholds because in it, because we fight against the spirit. We don't fight against the physical because the battle, the true battle is in the spiritual. When someone is who they are is something they battling in the spirit. It's not something they on the physical. We 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 fight against attacks on the on the spiritual level, something deeper. We fight against the demons, the demonic, you know, the demonic realm and doing this and that. And we we don't fight. We don't fight with no guns or no weapons and everything. You can beat me. You can throw stones at me. You can cuss me out. But I'm not gonna repay you with that because at the end of the day, I'm just gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray over you. I'm That's not pray. our I'm weapons gonna, yeah, of exactly. mass I'm destruction, a, I'm, y'all. Yeah, my weapon is prayer. 
a weapon that's you know having authority through Christ in that you know he's gonna fight he's gonna fight my battle you know he already poured the blood out you know I'm already justified through his blood and it's in and no work should I do that would just you know command me or recommend me to go even higher than what God loving me because we are like I said you know God all loves us the same you know there's no there's no amount you do he loves me the same as you know you see a preacher on TV he loves you just the same Yes, they may have the, you know, the, uh, you know, the glamour, this and that, and then they, but that doesn't make them higher than what you got to do, you got going on, because we all got the same purpose. The purpose is the same, it's, it's, it's the same effective way. You know, if someone is preaching, preaching in church in a pulpit and someone is out on the street, it's the same exact thing. And, and that's what we need to, as Christians, we need to get together and just always, you know, be in support of one another and stop fighting one another and trying to have a race of who's going to be at the at the higher end you know what i'm saying because you know even the disciples this ain't nothing new on the sun like the bible said even disciples fought for who's going to be the better you know person you have people yeah some of the disciples was talking to jesus like hey man just had us here right you know let us see but they all said the right of him they all do they all reign with him and it's in because he chosen them and they all did they all got killed, you know what I'm saying? But they all had the same effective, you know, purpose, what Jesus had told them to go do. And that's what they did. And they knew their authority. And uh, they knew in their limits. They didn't go nowhere they wasn't supposed to be going, you know. They they went where they were called to go. And that's what they did. And it's, uh, and I like how Paul talks about boasting the proper limits because your limit is a servant. You are a servant. You're not God. So let's get that out of our head. You're not God. You're not God. You don't have the patience, the love, the authority that God has. You know, God explains this to Job. He didn't tell, he didn't explain to Job why he was doing this. He explained what he does. And Job was like, whoa, let me take a step back. I forgot my place. I'm sorry. You know, but he still loved Job. He blessed his. He blessed that man twice as much he ever had. He had all his kids. Like he blessed him twice more kids, twice more land, twice more servants, twice more the riches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just he only because he just wanted to. It was just not he had to do it because he wanted to. And so we just let me as I finish this off, guys. And I just want to close with this. Just you know, let's just all as Christians continue to love one another, and that's very important. Love one another and let's stop fighting against each other. Let's stop fighting against each other. It's not going to go nowhere. We're helping the plan. Satan is already poised to fight against each other and tear us down and tear us apart because, you know, we're, 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 we're filling ourselves with self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is filling ourselves up with pride if you ain't, if you ain't found out what, it, what it's doing. And it's always going to do is just not, it's like, you know, Pretty much like if y'all know about the levees and, you know, how the water keeps, you know, the levees keep the water from coming in in the city or anything. And it's just a wait. It's just a matter of time to the water. All that gets boiled over and it's going to flood. And it's just like we just got to continue just to, you know, continue, continue to stop fighting against each other and continue just to bring each other up. Because that's the purpose. That's the main, that's the main goal. Yeah, it is. It's us because we're fighting against we can't fight it. Why Why are we Christians fighting against each other? You know what I'm saying? We need to be fighting against, you know, 
with Satan and what they got going on. Fight against that. Don't fight against me, because I'm not your enemy. Don't fight against me. So, but we love you guys. Uh, Kelly, got any uh, remarks or anything? What's going on today? To leave or, you know, just to, you know, bless us all or, you know, so. We love y'all. We love y'all a lot. And um, we just want to say thank you for really just uh, going through this journey with us. Just really being patient and really just bearing through all of it with us. Um, yeah, just praying many blessings and um, protection and stuff on you guys and your families. Uh, and, yeah, check us out on um, our new website. We just released yeah. it. It's www.truedisciple.tim22.com. Um, and go three ahead. Hmm? It's three twos. It's three twos? Three two, twos. Yeah, two two two.com. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys, we love you. We catch you on the flip. Everybody go, you know, put our son down for bed. He's getting, he's getting a little tired. Uh, gotta go be, gotta go be daddy and mommy now. <laughs> Always. He in my lap, y'all. Exactly. Love you guys. Y'all have a good one. Love y'all. Bye. Peace.